Hello, and welcome to the PFFA pod. I'm your host, Kyle McLowry. I'm here today with Rob Hutchins. And, um, well, let's start with introductions. We're going to talk about healthcare today. We're both members of the healthcare committee. Um, but, Rob, most people probably know you, but there are a few that don't. So, who are you? How long have you been at the Bureau? Where do you work? That sort of thing. Uh, my name is Rob Hutchins. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been with the Bureau for 22 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm currently working at uh, Station 11. Mm-hmm. Um, most people know me. I've worked uh, a lot of time at 13s, a lot of time at 11s, um, a lot of time at 2s. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of my kind of my jam. Right, right. I remember you as a 13s guy. Yeah. When I was at 28s, we were in the same ship, but you, yeah. were, you were 13s. I, uh, I, I would say that probably most people associate with me with 13s. Right on. That's kind of like... That's kind of where you know you know uh, how people kind of get in a niche. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that that guy works at that station. So and then five years later, they're like, are you still, where are you at? Are exactly. you still on thirteens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. back for my second stint at elevens uh, mm-hmm. on B shift. So good Sweet. times. Good. All right. So like I said, we're going to talk. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to tell you um, the reason that I'm on the healthcare committee. I uh-huh. started. I, I was on the healthcare committee um, way back when. Uh huh. Um, so my background, my uh, my undergraduate work oh, was yes. in uh, was in the healthcare field. I was mm-hmm. a healthcare administration major uh, with a minor in business, and I actually worked for an insurance company for a couple mm-hmm. of years. So when mm-hmm. this came up, I was like, "Ooh, I can give some perspective on the Absolutely. on the insurance side," you know. So yeah. that was kind of that was kind of my in uh-huh. in this, and then uh, ever since then, I've just sort of. Um, Taken an interest to it and wanted to wanted to kind of help out the, right. the union to try to develop the trust. I'm glad you mentioned that because it was something I wanted to drill down on a little bit, but I'd forgotten. So you said healthcare administration major. Yeah, that was as an undergrad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that what? So when you were in the insurance field and industry, what what were you doing? What was your? Uh, I worked for a company called Complementary Healthcare Plans, uh-huh. um, and they were a contractor to all the big plans. So. Um, uh, complementary healthcare plans actually had panels, mm-hmm. you know, like preferred provider panels mm-hmm. that you're probably all aware, um, familiar with. But they had acupuncturists, naturopaths, and um, chiropractors, uh-huh. and that was sort of the uh, that was sort of their menu of benefits. So Moda or Providence or Kaiser would come to complementary healthcare plans, and they would say, "Hey, we would like to use your panels mm-hmm. and call them our panels." So, so, you, so you think- I would go around and. Um, I would do a bunch of credentialing for them. I would find the find the docs, and um, so we were contracting those panels back to the big, the big ones. So even Kaiser, as a fully insured plan, would still come to you. For, yeah, because uh-huh. back then, I mean, so this is uh, this is like, uh, man, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is back like uh, ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, especially with. Uh, like sort of that ancillary care, acupuncturists, naturopaths, chiropractors. Right. right. They didn't, you know, those were still sort of like quote unquote yeah. alternative care. That was super woo woo. So yeah. oh yeah, super yeah. woo woo back then. So yeah. like having having that was kind of a big benefit for some of those plans cool. and uh, like the the fully insured Kaiser plan so was some, still actually going out and um, insuring it that way. So a lot of your previous history really does fold into the, the work that we do, the healthcare committee. Yeah, so, I think so. Awesome. I think so. I think Good. it's I think it's applicable, Good. and I Good. think it gives you know I Good. think it gives a perspective on, uh, especially from the um, insurance side. Perfect. Okay. So uh, healthcare is also a uh, issue that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, it was Article eighteen is a health and wellness article, and that was why I was in charge of as a vice president for, for three years. And when I started as a vice president, it was right when we were getting into the arbitration. Um, and I've 
I mean, I can't say I had that sort of experience at all, but I've learned over the years. And that was a good five years ago, and it's something I've continued to work with. Um, I don't want to forget, though, to also just for everybody's knowledge to all the other members of the committee. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Jason Cunningham, he was actually going to be here with us today, and then a uh, uh, commitment came up. He couldn't make it. Uh, Jesse Reinvolt was a member. Travis Chipman is chairing the committee, and Pete Neal. And they're all, all of those names are folks that were involved with this previously. And as I understand it, we have a couple new folks that are just um, coming in, which we're super excited about. So uh, Jacob Domeyer, yep. Ryan Shank, and I believe Amy Rooney. That's my understanding. Uh, Amy had a commitment on our last meeting, and mm-hmm. uh, I think she's going to be um, she's going to have uh, have a voice on the on the committee at some point. Very exciting. So those three folks are m- members. They may not. It may take them a little bit of time to get up to speed on some of the information. But all those folks I just mentioned are available for anybody who wants to talk about this stuff at the kitchen table, and that's something that would definitely encourage. Yeah, and absolutely. I have to be have to admit I'm kind of push it more than people <laughs> want at the kitchen table. Um, in any case, one of the things we're doing with the healthcare committee currently is trying to get out and do station visits. Yeah, and um, just going to be you know perfectly blunt. We're trying to get information out prior to the survey, the membership survey for bargaining to essentially educate membership that maybe weren't, uh, uh, they're newer and haven't right. heard much about it, sort of re-educate folks who haven't thought about it for many years and just sort of get the conversation happening again. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about this, uh, uh, about this executive board group, um, mm-hmm. especially, uh, you know, Isaac, because they have made a real commitment it appears to uh, to bargaining early, mm-hmm. so with any luck, we're going to have all of our ducks in a row before we are, before we're out of a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of that's kind of the exciting part. So mm-hmm. uh, stand by for uh, uh, the survey, the member survey. Apparently, it's going to be a two parter this year. Yeah. Um, like you know, what's important to you uh, for the union to be bargaining? So right. that that's kind of why we're coming out. Right, and we wanted to. I mean, we all think it's an important issue. We wanted to share, try and share our, our thoughts. For the most part, my, my experience, people are agreeing. They like the idea. They think it's important as well. Yeah, but absolutely. The, the idea is to get the conversation going again. Um, the thing that has uh, surprised me as I've done my station visits mm-hmm. is that I I expected um, the, quite frankly, like me, the older members mm-hmm. to uh, to be pretty interested in this mm-hmm. uh, as as a potential retirement benefit mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, but I've had a lot of really, really positive interaction with uh, some of our younger members, awesome. some of our, you know, five-year, you know, under five-year members that really, uh, really can understand the value of having a healthcare trust, mm-hmm. um, not only for them, for them throughout their career, but also for the people that are coming up behind them. So I've right. been, I've been really excited about the the response. I was afraid that it was going to be a little like, well, I don't use healthcare. You know, I'm a I'm a young 25 year old that right. doesn't go to the doctor ever. I don't Super even have healthy. a doctor, and, yeah. you know. Um, but they've been really. Uh, most of the people that I've talked to have been really pretty excited right. about it. And to to me, having just been through the um, open enrollment, yeah, I get so frustrated when it, when you get into the weeds a little bit with this industry and this issue. Yeah, the more you know, the more frustrating it is. Yeah, I get I got so mad going through open enrollment. Yeah, again, it's it, and, I mean, it's it's kind of a dirty business. I mean, honest, honestly, it is, you know, and it's it's dirty, but it's also uh, it's also up front. You know, the 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 broker that the city uses mm-hmm. uh, actually puts in their online disclosures that they can get, uh, for lack of a better term, kickbacks. 
mm-hmm. um, from the from the health plans if they retain a, if they retain our membership group. Mm-hmm. So it is in their best interest, it is in our broker's best interest, not to give us the best deal, mm-hmm. but to give us the deal that works for us, but also works for them. It's about them. It's about them. It's about them. It's about them. And it's not even the city. That's the broker. No, that's the broker. Yeah. And yeah. the city just kind of goes along with it and says, hey, yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, you know, you, they're trying to build a plan that works for you know, whatever it is, 5,000 city employees from, mm-hmm. you know, from the office people to the water bureau staff to the Parks electricians yeah, to, yeah. The, to, to the firefighters that are out there doing, you know, doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to find a one-size-fits-all plan. And that's that, I think, is really the impetus for this whole healthcare trust and trying to get us out of the uh, – out from under the thumb of the city is that we're going to be able to build a better – health plan specific to firefighters. It's specific and tailored to us Absolutely. as industrial athletes that need a different type of health care. Absolutely. And with any insurance, you don't really think about it until you need it. And when you need it, you really want it to address the needs yeah. and, and not be super expensive. And having sat in on those meetings, um, it's, it's called the LMBC, the Labor Management Benefits Committee. They're not they're ostensibly driven and chaired by the city, mm-hmm. but it's all coming from Aon. It's all coming from the broker. All right. the information, yeah. all of the, the the agenda. I mean, it's really driven by the broker who's making the money. Yeah, and they can make changes. You know, and that's the other thing is that really they can make whatever changes they want. While we can only do open enrollment once a year, mm-hmm. Aon comes and says, "Hey, we've got to bump the benefits up, or we've got to, you know, we've got to cut the benefits." And when we say benefit cuts, I think people kind of um, get a little bit. Like I don't understand. It doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't feel like my benefit has been cut, mm-hmm. you know. And we've gotten all this other stuff, mm-hmm. you know. We just got the fertility planning and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. But the way they cut your benefits is they increase your deductible, right? Mm-hmm. So it started out when I got hired. We had we had healthcare was one hundred percent covered. Right. I didn't pay anything for healthcare. Right. Right. So now we got to the ninety five five premium share, mm-hmm. which, quite frankly. Still pretty good. Yep. No. Um, no question. You know that is that is pretty cheap for for mm-hmm. everybody. But they have you know what started out was made with maybe a five hundred dollar family deductible is now what like twelve or thirteen fifteen. I, I don't have the document in front I'll of me, but it's either. yeah, it's it, it's a lot. So you know? when you use it, yeah. So it when costs you, use you it, more. When you use it, it costs you more. So. Yeah. Ergo, reduction of benefits. Erosion of benefits. Erosion of benefits. That's even better word. I love that. That's how I usually say it. Yeah. And even another one came out, and then we're getting we're getting somewhat off topic, but it just gets me fired up. Is the uh, the dental? um, Oh my god! Right. They they sent you this thing in the mail, sending. Oh, we got this great new benefit for you. (laughs) We take away your uh, your cleaning. Yeah. New benefit is no cleaning at all, but. When you have a crown, it's more paid for. Yeah, the thing that the thing that prevents what we're going to pay for, we're not going to pay for. Yeah, uh, it's, and they couch it in this language like this is this new great thing that we're doing for yeah. you, which is kind of just screwing you. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, and, there's no other way to say it. And you don't. I never paid that much attention to it. To be perfectly honest, for the first five eight years, I was I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I just signed up. Um, but like I said, the deeper you get into, into the details, the yeah. more um, frustrating and maddening it is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I appreciate that point because I'm kind of the same way. Um, you know, my my wife works and um, and we've been double covered mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. S- since the jump, mm-hmm. you know, and we've got we've got 
we've had sort of a medically fragile kid that's had a lot of big surgeries yes. and stuff like that. Yes. So, yes. I mean, we have used the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, until until you start making those payments, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is this is not going well for me. Right. But I had something recently with uh, my daughter when she went to college and had to deal with some health issues from afar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was all set up before she left. We got it all done. And they said, yes, 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 this network, none of it worked. Oh, and right. We, it, took, I, it took until last month to get fixed something from October. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was it was a ton of time. It was a ton of, anyways. Yeah. I'm not saying something that couldn't happen with our own trust, but we have the control. We have it all in-house. Exactly. And we have all the information. Exactly. But, um, navigating with people that we, that we know. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have an advocate. Okay, you know. So that was an awesome intro. I love that. I'll <laughs> be honest; I could talk about this stuff forever. Yeah. Um, uh, but the one th- thing, and people that have heard my uh, station visit, is the thing that I say to everyone that I'm going to say again that I think is important. We, as a union, we stand on the shoulders of those that came before us, and I am very sure. I feel very strongly that this health trust is one of the legacies we can leave for the future generations of Portland firefighters. That's not to say it's not going to be extremely beneficial right away, but it's definitely something that will grow mature and will continue to provide dividends to the future. Absolutely. And if you look at the, if you look at the historical data of fire departments that are in healthcare trusts that have started, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, 20, 30, all they've done is, make make their benefits better for their members mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um whether that's for retirees whether that's for current people right. you know and it's not like we're we're not reinventing the wheel here not you at know all. seattle all. long beach uh las vegas mm-hmm. new york la philly Phil, yeah. all in healthcare trust albuquerque yeah. one of our comps and, and the many of them been in the trust for a long oh, twelve yeah. valley twelve yeah. valley vancouver. Boise, vancouver clackamas yeah. yeah yeah okay so we're um Getting off topic, not off topic. We're going off. I envision this as being a um, station visit that we can send to everybody. Okay, we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna have a chance to get to everybody. And sure. this hopefully, can reach some folks that haven't uh, had the opportunity to talk to any of us in person. Sure. Um, so we do have a little bit of I don't know a, a outline talking points sort of that we're going around with. Yeah. So let's sort of run run through those okay. a little bit. Okay. Let's. Well, let me start with like what is a healthcare trust? Cool. Everybody's like, oh, well, I don't even know what this is. Well, we're actually in one right now with the city. Yeah. Um, the healthcare trust is just, it's a place where the healthcare funds, the dedicated healthcare funds are poured into a mm-hmm. pot. Mm-hmm. And then the city goes out and says, we're going to provide you mm-hmm. with health insurance, you know, and health insurance is health, dental, vision, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the city is actually running their own trust. Yes. Um, so the city gets X number of dollars per member per month mm-hmm. that goes into this pot. They go out and they buy a plan, and that plan is charged Y number of dollars. Mm-hmm. And the and the middle, mm-hmm. the difference between mm-hmm. X and Y, the city keeps. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's and that's, that's that's a big deal because right now the firefighters are are putting in eleven million dollars mm-hmm. per year per year per year. But we're only using nine to ten million dollars of it. Yeah. So I think it's often closer to nine. Often closer to nine. Yeah. We kinda we kinda hedged a little bit with yeah. the ten. Let's call it nine. Sure. So yeah. So that's two million dollars that we are straight up giving the city. Mm-hmm. Just 
thanks for the thanks for the pleasure of being a Portland firefighter. Right. Here's two million dollars. Right. Do with it what you want. Right. Um, what we're doing is we're subsidizing all the people that are using the healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are a relatively healthy group. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are subsidizing the rest of the city right. and getting a program that's not tailored to us. And I'm going to interject real quick. Yeah. Keep everybody keep in mind that two million dollars because that's going to come in uh, important when we talk about our comps. Yeah. So the city goes out and buys uh, through their broker. Right now, it's currently Kaiser or Moda. Those are the yep. two networks they yep. buy into. Kaiser is a full, called a fully insured plan where we just buy Kaiser and they take care of all the components of the healthcare, the you know pharmacy, the, the dental division, so forth. Um, whereas Moda, then the Moda they buy all the different components separately, which is what the trust part is. Right. And though they are able to maybe. Or let's reflect this back on us. We would be able to, with a trust, do the exact same thing and buy those components separately, get the best deal on right. each one of those components, and perhaps have better, even even with better benefits, and then whatever's not used, that money stays with the firefighters. Absolutely. As the health reserves, and that builds over time. Absolutely. Which is yeah, what, the, what the city's doing. Yeah. And essentially, we become our own. I mean, if you think about it in contractor terms, we become our own general contractor. Yes. So we go out and we find the absolute best subs mm-hmm. that we can, the mm-hmm. most cost effective, that the, they're going to provide the best job for us, mm-hmm. the highest rated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's the plan we put together. And what's left over, we get to subsidize our future. We We're keep. subsidizing our future yep. instead of subsidizing the rest of the city yep. employees. And what we do with that money is entirely up to us, whether that's some sort of retirement within the law it has to yeah. be used for yeah. healthcare dollars yeah. that's like yeah. a, that's something that Thank should you. be clear too yeah um I, so whether that's you know retire some sort of retirement subsidy mm-hmm. um whether that's extending you know better benefits you know if all the if the firefighters come to the healthcare trust board and they're like we really it's really important for us we think we should have lasik mm-hmm. you know as a covered benefit the healthcare trust can say cool we're going to build a plan that's got lasik covered mm-hmm so I, I, it just gives us so much more uh, control, and that's yes. really what the what the healthcare trust comes down to is getting the control. Absolutely, and I just want to be clear too that it doesn't mean we can do whatever we want. You're right. You're right. I mean, we can do the things within reason and things that are fiduciarily responsible right. to the trust. Yeah, um, and that's important. It's not just a rubber stamp. Yeah, but there's it's it's abundantly clear from every other instance of the health trust. The benefits get better. Yeah. And it means that we can't subsidize the new building. Right. We can't, you know, we can't donate to the golf tournament. We can't put it into the PAC fund. Right. It has to be for the health and benefit of the, of the members within the scope of the, of the healthcare trust. Right. And that does remind me, um, I talked about this a little bit with Ron Kirkpatrick, uh, Mm -hmm. in an earlier podcast and he is, uh, the CEO, I believe is his title, for um, LBG, which is the broker that we've used uh, currently and in the yeah. past to get us. Uh, so that's something people could look back in the uh, the SoundCloud archives for uh, if they want to hear more about Ron talk about what is available, yeah. What, yeah. what people can do. Yeah. Okay. We talked a little bit about, you know, what do we do with this unspent money? So, and, and we talked a little bit about in the intro, why are we talking about this right now? And mm-hmm. that's because, you know, we're coming up on negotiations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the e-board is going to start like direct negotiations. They're hoping in July, I believe. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty exciting. And we want to have an idea of, is this important to the, to the membership? Right. You know, and one of the things that we are looking at is that, you know, when, when we talk about the union and you, and you probably, I mean, you can probably 
articulate this better, but mm-hmm. the benefits that we get from the union are our wages, hours, and working conditions. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah, as, as well as, you know, safety and pension stability. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the total compensation package... Ah, uh, here we go, yeah. ...is... <clears throat> is the benefits are part of the total compensation package. Yes. You know, so it's yeah. not just how much money, like actual, like dollars and cents you're making, you know, you're it's making not X just number an hour. It's yes. your, how much are they putting in okay. for your healthcare benefits? Okay, so we're talking here comps specifically. We're so get, oh, I'm getting okay. ready to yeah. talk comps. Okay. Yeah. So just so you folks know, and I know a lot of people know this already, but when you get into arbitration and even in negotiation a little bit, the comps are very important, particularly in arbitration. So um, when you look at comps, it's it's not just <clears throat> excuse me, it's not just your wages. The big ones for us, like you said, are the healthcare cost and pension cost because we pay nothing for our pension. Right. All of our comps do right. upwards of even you know nine ten percent. Yeah. I don't have that number right in front of me. So it's not it's it's a whole package. It's a whole package, right. and it's even it is even uh, pinned to the cost of living in in yes. specific cities. Right. For example, Oakland makes a lot of money mm-hmm. like like their wages are a lot lot yeah but they also pay a lot for yeah. their uh health health care mm-hmm. and they have and they live in a city that has a very, has a very high cost of living yes um, yes so uh, when we look at our comps mm-hmm. when we look at top step firefighter and i would uh i would really encourage all the membership to go out and watch the video that came out yes. um just a little bit ago uh, with Carla Pusateri, who's the who's their comps analyst, it is well worth the mm. hour watch. Yes, it it really breaks down uh, just how just how we stack up. Yes, and first of all, on on that video, this is a sidebar. Mm-hmm. Don't freak out about the entry level because right. we are getting we are taking it into the shorts yes. for the entry level folks. And I'm right. sorry if you're an entry level person listening to this right now. Yeah, um, you're not doing very well, but comparatively, comparatively, yes. but. In just a couple of years, we're doing very, very well. Yes, uh, accor- uh, against our comps, based it, on the whole package. Right. And if you're just interested specifically in some of those healthcare dollar numbers or the video, is here the thirty third or thirty fifth minute toward yeah. till the end is where Shirley goes into this. And it was really, even for me, I've been in this for a, for quite a while. She explained it in a way, or it just. I don't want to say revelation, but it was kind of a revelation to me. Like, oh man, it was uh, it was very interesting to me that the the number that she came up with was mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, I'm going to use the number two thousand. It was like two thousand and thirty seven. Yeah. Um, but kind of think about that number two thousand. That is essentially what the city is paying mm-hmm. for each of us per member per month into their healthcare trust. Now they're buying the healthcare package that we're getting it is not two thousand dollars it is less than that and they're keeping the difference but because of the way our comps work mm-hmm. we're getting where it looks like we're getting two thousand dollars of benefit mm-hmm. which is raising us mm-hmm. against against our comps when in actuality the health care that we're buying let's say is fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. that should be the number that we're looking at as a total right. compensation. So they're at, we're actually getting screwed kind of twice. <laughs> right, so uh, let me add to that a little bit. Yeah. So we're talking about a total compensation. So we're against these seven or eight other um, bureaus. So the, we were paying say 2,000 and a yeah. round number two, the average for everybody, for the, all, the whole set is say 1,300. Like 1,300, 13, so 1,400, yeah. that makes it look like we're getting $700 a month more 
to our compensation yeah. than we really do. Yeah. So that skews us towards much higher in the comps, yep. which makes us look like we're doing, we're at the top. Being at the top of the comps is not really where you want to be when you're negotiating. So they are counting that money as our compensation, and we're not getting it because it's yep. going back to the city's reserves. Right. So they're double dipping. Yep. They're double and dipping against us. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. We're, we're negative dipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, that is, that's another reason to really push for this healthcare trust. Right. I think that's it on, on comps and stuff. Okay. Um, I get, I guess that that, I guess that to just kind of put a bow on it. Yes. Because we're high in our, in our comps. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that we are low in our comps on is having a healthcare trust. A lot of our comps mm-hmm. have healthcare trusts. At least three, yeah. At least three, and that feels like a lift that we can make mm-hmm. as an ask mm-hmm. uh, in negotiations. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit because that's kind of where I was going. It turn goes into this, you know, wh- sort of why now? Yeah. Bullet. Um, like this is all about money. Yeah. And the city is good. Always cries poverty. Absolutely. And a lot of things that people are talking about out there are now are colas and inflation. Mm-hmm. And um, we just got a just got a five percent five percent cola. Yep. And whether you want but, to call it a raise or a cola, yep. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Right. But it's a five percent increase through the cola. It is, and but the cola was actually six. Yes, like the West Coast CPI yes. cola was actually yes. six. So we have the one five, you know, mm-hmm. minimum of one, mm-hmm. top of five. So. We're actually missing out on one percent. Uh, on one percent, but we did better than a bunch of our comps because a bunch of our comps had a one three. Yes. So, <laughs> and it looks like the way things are going, it's going to be five again next year. It could be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, they come in. The CPI comes in quarterly. Yeah. And the the last two quarters have been above five. Absolutely. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers. Um, so, point being that the idea of trying to go after more money is not a battle that I believe the union can win with the increasing costs, just just dollars and cents wise, currently to not just our contract, but to all the city's contracts. The important thing I think about this particular issue right now is I believe that it can be made as a cost neutral ask to the city. Right. And that is huge. Yeah. So that's to me like, why now? That's why now, because well, I'm going to have you read this in just a second. Yeah. We have the, the the road is paved for us to get to trust. Yeah, absolutely. And to uh, to ask for something that is a cost neutral item is huge. It's something the city is going to have to look very long and hard at. They're not going to want to let us go. That's no. pretty clear. Yep. Um, but when we present it to them in negotiations in a way to make it cost neutral. I think that there's going to be a real, they're going to be between a rock and a hard place to, to, to say no. It, it's going to be hard to say no. Yeah. I um, mean, it, it's going to be easy for them to say no. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard for an arbiter to say no yes. if we come, if we bring, right. if we bring a package and like that. So let, put a pin in that, the arbitrator. Okay. But I wanted to say, well, why yeah. I think it can be cost neutral. Yeah. So um, this has come up in uh, some of the visits. Yeah. And how? How is it cost neutral? And essentially, there's, there's a couple different ways. And different ways it's been achieved in different bureaus, I mean, different health trusts. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I sort of see it is every year there's a health uh, care escalator, just right. like CPI, specific to healthcare. It comes in around 7% annually. That's yep. just the average. Let's use that as a round number. If we were to write into our contract, we will take 5%. 
or 8% below the uh, the escalator. Essentially, right. they can count the amount of, amount of money it's going to cost for us, and it'll be less than it would have been if we stayed with them, and the less than it's going to cost for everybody else in the city. We can That will achieve a savings. And we can yeah. do that and still, and still easily run in a financially responsible and effective health trust and have the city not not be hurt financially. Right. And the city has that weird, like, oh, we budget for five years, which is kind of asinine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's why they're always crying poverty, you know, because like, <laughs> well, we don't know what the, es- the healthcare right. escalator is going to be. It could be, it could be 28, per- right. 28%, you know, not true, but right. It, that's that's how they get to that. Like we don't know, how, we don't know. We can cry poverty. So we're we're saying that we could grab if we could like cap their escalator. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they can budget. Yeah. They can say, okay, it looks like you guys have seven hundred firefighters times, bup, 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 yeah. and here's the number, and we actually get an, an actual number to budget for. Mm-hmm. That's a benefit to the city. It is. And from what I understand, the accountant folks over there do really appreciate that stability in their ability to yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, so that's the general idea of how it can be yeah. uh, achieved, that it's cost, at least cost neutral. We should take a quick backtrack, because I think we kind of rewind, f- kind of forgot to talk about, like, how are we going to be a healthcare trust? Sure. And the way that we would be a healthcare trust, we would start our own healthcare trust. The city would mm-hmm. pay their 95% premium share. Mm-hmm. The firefighters would pay their 5% premium share. Mm-hmm. Hear me now. Mm-hmm. This is not free health care. We are still paying for our health care. Say that again. <laughs> Hear me now. This is not free health care. Uh, we are still paying our 5% mm-hmm. uh, premium share. So city pays in their 95. We pay in our 5. It comes to the union's health care trust. And then instead of Aon Hewitt, the city's um, mm-hmm. broker going out and building plans, we go out and we build plans and right. we maybe have Kaiser and we have Moda and we have Providence and we have whatever, whatever. And, and just to be super clear, it goes to a third party administrator thank and, you. Then, yep. and then they, they send the yep. money out to where, where it yep. needs to go. And, and we don't build it. We, we don't have build our, it. Our we have our broker build it. We hire. Right. A, yeah. yeah. Just so people don't think, Oh, yeah. you don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm you, not going to, you build don't know it. what you're doing. Yeah. You're right. No, you're I absolutely know, right. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, we, yeah. uh, we definitely hire all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, to people that we trust. That's the other thing. Is if if those people aren't doing the job that we don't want them that we want them to do, mm-hmm. guess what? We can fire them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and there ha- are there have, are other options out there. We have all that control. So I I realized that we hadn't really talked about like how totally. how the trust would come totally. from from the union. Um, so I, I wanted to adjust that real quick. Perfect. And to be clear too, like the city in my whole career has never changed their broker. It's been Aon for sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. Like even that just speaks to their unwillingness to really negotiate the industry particularly. Well, quite frankly, it's just easy for the city. Aon Aon comes and says, Here's the two benefits that we're gonna offer you. We're gonna offer you Kaiser and Moda. This is how much it's gonna cost. And the city the city doesn't really have any impetus to to try to negotiate that. They just say, Okay, well that's what it's gonna cost. That's what it's gonna cost. Cool. Mm-hmm. Last I heard, I think the health reserves was in a range of twenty seven million. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they don't have a real real strong impetus to be looking for the best deal. No. No, they they have actually uh their their health reserve and again that reserve money is the money between what they pay for us and then what is the actual payout. Right. The claim, uh, the claims. The claims, yeah. right? So that float, that's the reserve. Um they've actually been using that reserve 
to uh, to buy the benefits down um, because the reserve is actually too much. They're carrying they're carrying too much money. So um, so they're doing things like increasing their um, stop loss insurance number. Right. So right. Things like that. I think they've also bought down the escalator. Yeah, bought down a couple the escal- points. Yep. yep. Um, so, which is eventually going to bite us all. Yep. Should we remain with them? It's going to bite us all. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So. Um, this has been great. I, I feel like I had all these this whole like uh, um, outline here, and I haven't even looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've been doing a few of these. So, um, but I did allude earlier to uh, the path that's been paved yeah. for us by the arbitrator. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you want to read this and tell us? Yeah, what it is? yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, one of our talking points is like, okay, we went to arbitration over this in 2017, and we lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how are we not going to lose again mm-hmm. if we have to go to arbitration? Now, I'm not. I know that the that the union is going to try to table bargain this. Yes. You know, I mean, that's the first ideal thing. Hundred like, percent. If we don't have to go to arbitration over this, and we can like figure out a deal let's with the do city, it. well, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but it may be worth going to arbitration over. So mm-hmm. we went to arbitration in 2017, and and we lost. Um, but in losing, the arbiter kind of set a path forward for us. And I just want to, one of the things, like the biggest thing that the arbiter has to look at is, is the, is what we're asking for uh, in the interest of the welfare of the public? And this is from uh, page 14, um, item four. If you want, you can go find the arbitration. The union's got it, but it's also online. Um, So as noted, this is a quote, I find that the properly, a properly constructed and funded trust would better serve the interest and welfare of the public than the city's proposal to continue its approach of providing firefighter health and wellness services within its healthcare system for the general city employees. This is so because of the quality and comprehensiveness of the city's attempts to meet the unique health and wellness challenges of firefighters has varied historically depending on the city budget limitations, the particular proclivities of whoever happens to be fire chief at the time, and similar variables. So what he's saying here is that you guys should probably have a health and health mm-hmm. and welfare trust mm-hmm. run by firefighters for firefighters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tag on that a little bit. So the ar- arbitrators are um, governed by statutory criteria, right? And this one is this one a the first one, like you said, is the interest and welfare of the public. And if an arbitrator can make that determination, and there, I think there's seven others underneath that, yeah. if they can make the determination with that and that's it, then they're done. If they're not 100%, then they have to take into account the other seven, which yeah. one is the comps. Right. There's there's other, there's ability to pay, yeah, right. yeah, all the other things. So um, we came like a, a hair's breadth away of, it, yeah. of achieving that. The interest and welfare of the public. He said it is clearly in the interest and welfare yeah. of the public. And that arbitration award is huge because this is sort of thing starts to, to create precedent in Oregon law. Right. And this would be part of the exhibits for a future arbitration should we need it. Absolutely, it would be. Um, the, ar- the reason, I mean, so then the arbiter goes on to um, list why, we, why he couldn't... Um, award the award it for us and mm-hmm. uh remember under senate bill 750 when you go to arbitration it's one or the other there's yes. no there's no I, hey i'm gonna put this package together you know right. every side gives up a little bit it's 
somebody wins, somebody loses. And you get 100% of their their language. Of their language, yep. So uh, in this case, the the arbiter was worried about um, the Affordable Care Care Act Mm -hmm. and something called the sledgehammer penalty. Uh, And also um, the idea that um, we needed to be a multi-employer plan um, and how do we get around those t- two things? Mm-hmm. And then he went on to sort of give us the roadmap on how to get around that. Mm-hmm. So can we be a multi-employer plan? Um, if we were to bring Local 43, the Portland firefighters, and then our other Local 43 members, the Port of Portland firefighters, with mm-hmm. us into our healthcare trust, mm-hmm. we become a multi-employer plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other different ways we could do that. One of which is uh, a waiver mm-hmm. system, where the city would uh, the city would agree to offer health care to those that didn't want to go to the trust, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how that's how the port got out. The port yes. is actually right now in a trust in they're actually participating in uh, Tualatin Valley's trust. Right, um, but there are local forty three members, mm-hmm. and it would be our hope that they would, you know, continue their their brotherhood and sisterhood with uh, with. With local port, 43. Port of firefighters, yes. That's a very easy solution right there. Yeah. Uh, and they're both they're both available. And my, my feeling is doing both. Yeah. 100%. Make, and I think and I Make think it bulletproof. I think there's been a, there's been some initial discussions with the port. And ultimately, without going into too many details, they're getting they're getting a a, a good deal at the moment mm-hmm. with, with Tolton Valley. And I think we just make sure that we just structure in a way that we can make it equal, equally as um, attractive yeah. for them to join us. I mean, yeah. that's I think that's an easy easy solution. Yeah. So I think that I mean, so we're kind of coming back to the you know why do it now, and the reason is is because our our comps say that this might be the way that we move forward on on getting a good benefit for mm-hmm. our members, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of have a have a map on on how we do it. Yep. And I, I will say, I mean, there, there was two other minor issues. We don't need to go into them, but they're easily they're already dealt with. And one was the the city fee, and the other was the yeah. pro rata uh, um, uh, seed money for the trust. And right. like, there's they're small details. And if anybody wants to talk about it, come talk to me. I can talk about it easily. Yeah. But the things that were issues before are no longer issues. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. there or there issues that are. That we understand and we can easily overcome. Right, and and can I pivot? Are you still? Yeah, no, no. Okay. The other thing that we haven't talked about that has been a huge thing, and I hope people are still listening, is uh, retiree healthcare. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the first thing, like you said and repeated, I want to be super clear: getting the healthcare trust will not pay for your healthcare in retirement. Absolutely, there is possibility. Possibility. Op- possibility and options down the road, yeah. not immediately, down the road, for there at least to be a subsidy yeah. towards, and that's something that other departments have done. Right. That's something that reserves can achieve over time. Yeah. How that's structured is, is far from figured out, because there's been talk about, well, if you're only in the trust for three years before you retire, is you get your? I mean, we're not there yet. Right. Just know that that is definitely a direction that the trust would go, and we don't have any specifics about how much or when or what it would look like. But it is definitely something that has been done effectively right. with other trusts. So, as a person that's getting pretty close to retirement, I hear you. Um, one of the things you have to 
think about is how are you going to get health care between the time that you retire mm-hmm. for me as early as 50 mm-hmm. to age 65 right now. And God only knows what Medicare age is going to be right. by the time I get to 65. Maybe it's going right. to be 67 or 68 or 70. Who yep. knows? Yep. So we've got to figure out a way to take care of our retirees and let them uh, get try to get, try to assist them in getting health care at an affordable price mm-hmm. where perhaps your VBA covers you know covers that up. So yeah. right now the option you have is you can buy the city's health care, which is basically just buying right back into your right, current, right back into your current. You at, get the same benefits, but mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of paying ninety, instead of paying five percent, you pay one hundred percent. And remember correct. that two thousand dollar bill? Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting paid. That's what you're paying every mm-hmm. month. So I would say that there's probably not a lot of folks that are coming out and. Buying city yeah, insurance. I don't know. I don't know about what the numbers are. I, I had that same thought, and someone yeah. tried to tell me, "No, it's quite a few." So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but in, you know, so perhaps you get it through a spouse or a significant other. Mm. Um, you know, perhaps you go on the open market. At any rate, what what the the trust would allow would be uh, eventually for the retirees to be able to purchase health insurance, mm-hmm. the same health insurance that the firefighters are getting mm-hmm. that are, that's, you know, sort of firefighter specific, mm-hmm. ideally for some sort of reduction. reduction. Right. And in my little brain, I've always imagined it as working backwards from our current structure at the 95.5. Yeah. So you're at a hundred percent. So then you're for a period of time paying 95. Yeah. See how that goes. Then you go down to 90. I mean, like, yeah. that's just how I've always yeah. I've talked about it, you know? Yeah. And then there's, uh, you know, there's also, uh, and, and, and understand that this is, this is, this is not a healthcare forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is a healthcare until you get to Medicare. Correct. Age. Correct. Um, and that's the same with the city's COBRA yeah, plan. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So I think we're at a fairly good point here. We've talked about a lot of stuff and we're at a good, and we've had a good amount of time on this issue. Yeah. I try to keep the podcast under an hour. Yeah. Sometimes I work, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, Let's take a minute and just look at our notes. Look at anything. Is there anything that we think we maybe have forgotten? And I'll, while you're looking, let me add one thing because this yeah. came up. Talking to our brokers, there's a sort of sweet spot for number of members. Oh, yeah. And that sweet spot, as I understand, is between like 500 and 700. And we really hit that sweet spot pretty well. Yeah. And that being the amount of members, active members, that um, allow you to be very nimble in navigating those choppy waters yeah. that are the healthcare industry. Yeah. Whereas we're currently on this 5,000 or 6,000 member uh, a boat that's a barge. It just right. goes straight, and it to turn that thing is a lot of effort. Yeah. But with our membership number, we could really easily, year to year, make the, the, the changes, the adjustments that need to be made to really navigate through, um, like I said, the, the sort of analogy being the the choppy waters that are the healthcare industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's just one more uh, put, put, you know, potential positive for our group. Right. Um, I should bring up, you know, there's there there's an argument out there that the city will make that um, we we don't want to lose you. The reason that we want to keep mm. you in the in our trust is because you're a healthy um, 
uh, a healthy group that you know basically sub- yeah. we're acknowledging that you subsidize the rest of us. They will never use that word, but right. yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, but that's that's the argument, mm-hmm. and the fact of the matter is, if we can come out as a five to seven hundred member group, mm-hmm. they're still they still have you know forty five hundred members. Yes, right. So. I feel like that that argument is moot. Mm-hmm. The other uh, question that I've gotten is that, um, you know, what happens if we get a healthcare trust in the first year mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have six six kids that have brain issues, like you know, like bunch of cancer. We have yeah, a bunch big, of cancer. Big, yeah. Can- cancer is a hard one because we have the pr- we have a bunch Some of presumptive, presumptive sure. stuff. Okay. so it ends up. But like we have a bunch of like big heart stuff or this and that. Big claims. Big claims. Like you know, million dollar million claims. dollar claims. You know how how what happens then? And I at some point I mentioned reinsurance mm-hmm. um, or stop loss insurance mm-hmm. and what and and we would have that too. So what happens is that the trust is on the hook for some uh, some number mm-hmm. let's say it's a hundred thousand okay. dollars it's just like your car car insurance deductible mm-hmm. you're on the hook for you know the five hundred dollar deductible and after that your insurance kicks in so we actually have insurance on our trust that stops the loss and everybody has and it. everybody has it yeah. aon hewitt's got it yes we do the city has it yes every healthcare trust has it yes um but it's it's one of those things where people say, oh man, what happens if we have the you know all these claims and we go bankrupt mm-hmm. in the first year? It's like, well, that's not really uh, there's protection in place. Realistic, yeah. yes, that's a good point. So. A very good point. There's protection in place. Yeah, and Use like protection. you said, like you said about heat protection, as you said about the city, they got so much money in the reserves, they're able to buy that down. Yeah. I say, by, I say that backwards. Sometimes. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, but instead of a hundred thousand dollars, maybe they're gonna they're gonna take on five hundred thousand dollars of risk. It may have even been a million. Maybe last even time. Maybe, yeah. So I mean that that is a way that they keep their it's, rates it's down. way cheaper. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it again. It's just like your car insurance. If you have a fifteen hundred dollar deductible, your insurance rate is going to be a lot cheaper than if you have a two hundred fifty dollar deductible. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay, I think we got some good information here. Um, again, anybody. Who has questions? Talk to anybody on the committee. Yeah. Um, we do hope to talk to as many of you in, in person as possible. Yep. I will say out loud in in public, I, I don't like doing station visits. <laughs> um, and the, the reason being, like, I, I know a fair amount about this, but I feel like I'm selling something. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to have that feeling like I'm trying to sell you something. The idea is to try to educate, like, talk, have the conversation, answer them questions. Right. But if I just go out and read talking points, um, I don't know. It's not. It's not my preferred way of of having a discussion. So. Yeah. Anyways, we hope this gets to a lot of folks that maybe didn't have a chance to hear us talk in person. Yeah. The survey is going to come out, and um, speaking as Rob Hutchins, mm-hmm. um, and I think I can speak for the rest of the for the committee, mm-hmm. is that we believe that this is a really good thing for us to think about going for in, in negotiations. So we would hope that people would, would rate it high on yeah. uh, you know the things that the union, the, that the e-board needs to negotiate hard for. It's important. We think it's important. We would yeah. like for you to feel it's important as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. You good? Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate Thanks, you having me on. Good discussion. You guys have a great day.